Welcome to the planevents.ca podcast. It is March 21st, 2020. It's 7 p.m. on a Saturday, and uh, this is your host, Kamran. Um, figured I'd do a recording today because uh, not really much else to do on a Saturday night in the current environment. Um, we have a guest on, um, Minu Walia. She is the owner of Radiant X Artistry. And uh, today's episode, we really wanted to focus on, you know, how are people, you know, vendors and brides kind of solving for the current situation? Um, You know, how are they spending their time uh, when many of us are uh, staying indoors? Yeah. And um, we want to really, we wanted to really kind of not focus on all the kind of panic and hysteria that's already around that I think um, there's enough of that. So... Uh, why don't we, let's go ahead and jump into things. Minu, why don't you tell us about um, yourself, you know, where you live, how you got into makeup artistry, and how long you've been doing it. Just give us the whole uh, shebang. Okay, so I am based out of Siri. Um, I got into makeup about, actually, just about over a little less than about a year ago. Um, the reason I started doing makeup was I was just kind of going through a difficult time in my life. And I just needed to focus my attention elsewhere. So, and makeup's always been my passion. It's not like I haven't done it in the past. I just didn't pursue it as a full-on career back back before basically July last year. Um, so that's how Reagan Next Artistry started. And I've been doing it for about um, about 10 months now, I would say. Just full-on actually doing it. And yeah. Awesome. So um, when you started, like, how did it, did you start with like just on yourself? Did you start off by watching YouTube videos? Did you start off doing makeup for like friends and family? So, like, how did that happen? So before I actually started my Instagram page, I used to do makeup on friends, family, um, and through referrals. I just never had it on Instagram, and I just did that when I, you know, I was just going through something, and I decided to focus my energy on my makeup page and that's how I learned um so I've been watching videos I watch a lot of videos and I think that makeup is just an artistry it's it's something that I've been doing for a really long time so it kind of comes natural to me um it's not something that I feel like I you know I have to try really hard or anything like that just because it is like when you're working on your passion it doesn't really feel like work so I feel like that just kind of occupied me and that's how I kind of strengthened my skills a little more by just watching videos and practicing on myself on my friends my family and yeah awesome and uh do you have any like particular other makeup artists that you that you kind of uh, admire or have influenced your work or anything like that um so I would say I am a huge fan of beauty call who is also based out of Siri um I love her work I that's I she actually she was the artist at my um, sister's wedding which was about three years ago and I just loved how she handled her business she was very professional so I think that's one artist that I like really look up to awesome the so I know that um so it sounds like you started in the last year and probably I'm gonna guess like the last month has been an interesting month how has that affected um kind of the way you're doing business, you know, and, and kind of your upcoming book of work, has it affected it at all? 
Yeah, of course. Like, um, just I uh, think about two, three weeks ago, we actually had a I had a wedding event planned, and about five hundred people were supposed to show up, and just because of everything going on, the event was canceled, which was unfortunate. But um, definitely, a lot of reschedules are happening. People don't know if their weddings are happening, so there's definitely a lot of uncertainty around um schedules right now. Yeah. Okay. So like when, did you have any, um, brides in particular reach out to you, um, about kind of about rescheduling and if they did, like, when did you first start getting, um, brides reaching out to you about that? So I don't actually do bridal makeup. I do, um, non-bridal and I did have a couple of like bridesmaids groups and things like that. Just start reaching out. Um, they weren't sure of the dates, but they were inquiring and things like that. And I told them that, you know, we're flexible with the dates as long as it's available, because I know it's hard to just put down for a date right now when there's just so, so much uncertainty around us. Yeah, so it sounds like, um, I guess, not, not, I'm not super familiar with makeup. I actually didn't realize there was a, uh, like a distinction between like bridal makeup and non-bridal makeup, but mm-hmm. for like, like the non-bridal clients, did mm-hmm. they um, did have any of them kind of nailed down um, their later dates they want to work with you on? So there's been a couple of dates in June that have been set. Um, there was a couple of dates in April as well, but by the looks of it, I don't think that will actually go through. Like I think it'll probably need to be rescheduled. But there are a few people, a few parties, I would say, that have um, put down for June, and we're hoping that you know the dates stay as scheduled. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even really sh- so. I don't. I am really no different than other folks, kind of following um, kind of what's going on. I guess you could say in the world, not just in the news. Um, mm-hmm. But it just seems like it's really hard to kind of nail down. Um, the future dates, but at least it sounds like you are, you know, reasonably flexible around like mm-hmm. when those future dates may be nailed down. I guess in the yeah. um, in the interim, like, are you doing anything uh, interesting uh, while kind of being uh, indoors uh, as it relates to makeup artistry? Um, so I honestly, I think that this is such a good time for any makeup artists that are still growing to really start working on creating their portfolio. I'm trying to look at the upside on this and I'm trying to see, you know, like I can I can start doing makeup tutorials. I can, you know, get more involved on social media. There's a lot of things that I can do with this time that I didn't have before to help myself and my business grow. So I'm trying to look at, look at it as a positive. Yeah, and kind of that's what I've been trying to look at as well because, um, like a lot of businesses that are suffering are are also suffering Mm -hmm. because what they do is so uh, focused on like doing things in person. Mm -hmm. And I think because there's such a, a lot of businesses have been so in-person oriented, they, they might've kind of missed out on the opportunity to see how things could be, you know, very internet based. Right. So, I mean, as an example, and I'm not like a, restaurant person but you know a lot of I do know a number of restaurants are really struggling like just doing delivery and takeout it's not really it's not making up for the fact that they can't have people sitting inside right yeah I I mean it sucks 
Yeah. Like yeah. when you look at it like that, of course you can't do, of course in person is better, but given the current situation, I think the only thing that we can all do is look on the upside and just, you know, kind of widen our horizons and see what we can do to improve our own businesses. And some of these things might just help us even in the long run, even when, you know, when this whole situation blows over, um, it might just help your business in the long run. Yeah, that's kind of how I think about it too. I think this situation is going to require, it's going to, it's going to push, I think both vendors and, and couples to start thinking differently about mm-hmm. how they do things. And yeah. I think the folks that figure it out, especially the vendors, the vendors that figure out new ideas and kind of innovate um, concepts and ideas during this time, um, mm-hmm. when things kind of turn around, I think that's when we're going to, that's going to be the really big, you know, long-term payoff. Um, yeah. And, you know, I live in Seattle, so Seattle is full of technology companies, right? Mm-hmm. Like Microsoft and Amazon. And, yeah. um, you know, they, because they're purely, and I shouldn't say purely, but they are largely internet based. So like a lot of their workers are able to um, just work remotely. You know, they don't have to worry. Well, they don't have to worry as much about, you know, the, the influx of money coming in. Right. Right. But then there are people that work that do hourly jobs. Like they work at restaurants, they might work at a bar, but those people are just like, a lot of them are completely out of work. Right. And yeah. um, I think uh, if there's a way for these more traditional business models, which I think extends to wedding vendors to mm-hmm. uh, digitize what they do. I think there's a real opportunity there. Uh, I've seen a couple things um, this week that were pretty interesting. I think, uh, I think if I'm wrong, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, but I think I, I saw something from High Voltage Roadshow, like tonight they were going to do some live mixing. And I thought that's a really awesome idea because a lot of us are stuck at home and it would be kind of nice on a Saturday yeah. night to have somebody doing live mixing, even if it's just like you and like a couple people stuck <laughs> at the house, you know, but you yeah. never know if something like that could turn into something a lot bigger. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw, and then I saw, um, and I, I saw that you were doing kind of the, uh, or at least you were seeing if people might be interested in doing one-on-one, uh, is it makeup tutorials or makeup? So it's, makeup, it's makeup classes. Um, so basically that kind of came because, I know, like you said, like there's a lot of people that are out of work and it's, you know, it's like summer is almost here. Wedding season has started. Um, I know that there might be a lot of financial, you know, problems with people as well. So I was just kind of thinking to lighten the mood to offer one-on-one makeup classes with, you know, anybody that's actually, that's interested in learning how to do makeup, um, just to kind of help them for when their wedding rolls around and also it gives us a, it gives us something to do and you know just kind of while we're all stuck in this situation together yeah that's kind of how i felt too cuz i guess if if you think about it let's say that people that are getting married next they have to reduce their budget or they just we still are in a situation where we can't have big events right i mean there's exactly. a lot of reasons why somebody might a bride or a non-bride might choose to just do their own makeup and i think that um you know but trying out like this one-on-one uh over the internet um Mm -hmm. makeup course is an awesome idea have you thought about if if, let's say something like that starts to gain traction would you Mm -hmm. consider like other avenues like you could do 
YouTube, which many people have done. You could also mm -hmm. do like um, webinars. So like you could actually yeah. have like one class, but like many people attend. Right. Um, I haven't really thought too much into it right now. Um, I think I'm pretty traditional in a way that I still think that the best way to really learn makeup is to do it in person. However, like given the situation, I think that things could change. I've never really tried online classes with makeup. So I don't, I'm going into this without actually knowing what to expect either. Um, the feedback and the response I got for this was, was amazing. It was very positive. So it's something that I'm going to look into. Um, as for in the future, it honestly, it could possibly be something that I do pursue. But as of right now, I don't, I'm not too sure because I don't, know what to expect sure yeah no that makes sense i think that's i think that's kind of the that's one of the nice aspects of this sounds kind of dark but that is kind of one of the nice aspects of the current situation is because yeah i can't speak for everybody but i have a lot more free time now on the weekend right and so <laughs> because i have a lot more free time on the weekend i'm willing to try things and i don't might not know what the outcome might be but i'm willing to try because exactly. really like what do we have to lose right exactly and i think yeah i think that works you know both for vendors and um the p like the clients who are gonna get who might get makeup done on them i mean my girlfriend literally went out today to um the store and yeah. she got like some sort of painting kit and she like never paints yeah yeah and uh yeah, yeah, exactly. And she was talking to she was talking to the person at the store, and um, yeah. the person at the store it was a craft store, and they they're just doing like their business is like thriving because people are looking yeah. for um, something to do, and for many people that, that that ends up being like a creative outlet, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah. have it? No, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, go on. Do you have any other um, friends in the industry or uh, peers? I guess. Um, in a similar kind of situation where things have uh, slowed down or they're going to slow down um, at all? Um, so I do have, I have friends, like one of my, actually two of my very close friends are flight attendants and a lot of flights are being canceled. So it's hard for them to work during this time and they're looking for, you know, things to do and things like that during this time as well. Um, a lot of people are being affected by it and like I guess all you can really do is make the best out of the time that you have now the other positive thing is like we live in such a busy world that you know it's not the best thing to say but it's kind of nice to see everybody slow down a little bit and take time for themselves and figure out you know what their hobbies are and what they could potentially like to do and kind of expand in that in their hobbies yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, what's actually funny is um, I like at, so like I have a day job, right? And um, like in my day job, I'm, I'm an extrovert. But like after work or whatever, I like to stay in. I don't like to do anything. Like I just want to <laughs> like relax, yeah. uh, watch a documentary. Um, if I leave right, like my home, it's literally to either pick up food, carry out yeah. from like one of you know, my favorite Thai restaurant. Or mm -hmm. it will be to uh, go to the grocery store to get stuff to cook, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of uh, hysteria on the media that's being perpetuated. But, like, what am I doing now? I think mm -hmm. I'm still getting carry out from time to time. Uh, mm -hmm. I still only leave the house to go to the grocery store. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still like going outdoors to do hiking. I think the only yeah. thing that has actually changed for me is instead of going to a gym to work out, I've basically had to create like this weird jungle gym in, in the backyard <laughs> out of like cinder box. Yeah. So the only thing that's changed for me is my exercise regimen. But everything yeah. else has stayed the same. So in, I was thinking, is it really that bad? Like nothing has really changed other than what I'm hearing on the news and mm-hmm. where, I go, where I go work out. That's really it. I, uh, yeah. I think it's different if you're an introvert versus if you're an extrovert. Like um, I know that some of my really close friends are really struggling with just staying home right now. Uh, you know, like it's really taking a mental toll on some people. Um, I'm like you in a lot of, in a way that I I like to stay home myself. Um, I'm not really big on going out or anything. The only time I go out is you know to get food, and I have a day job where you know like I just go to work, I come home, and I work on my stuff, and that's about it. But I know that it's taking a toll on a lot of people, especially like some of my close friends. Like you know, they've needed to turn off their phones just because they don't want to interact with anybody because they're in such a such a mental state right now of not being able to do anything yeah which is difficult yeah it is so um i think on last saturday night Mm -hmm. or maybe sunday before all the bars closed down in in uh, in washington basically so whenever that was either saturday or sunday like i was Mm -hmm. with my best friend and i was with my girlfriend and and uh they were like hey let's go to xyz place and i was like yeah let's not go because we don't know what this whole coronavirus thing and yeah probably not a good idea i mean we ended up going but i'm like i am in a weird way i'm glad i don't have that problem right now like it's saturday night and i'm just gonna like (laughs) chill at the house because everybody else has to i don't have to convince anybody (laughs) 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 that's true (laughs) Yeah. yeah so um I know you mentioned you had some you had your, some friends that are flight attendants. Do you have any friends that um, are directly involved in the wedding industry at all? Other than myself, I don't. Okay, and so then I you also yeah. Okay, and then you also mentioned um, that, or at least it sounds like you focus on uh, makeup artistry that's not specific for bridal makeup. Can you kind of explain like a couple yeah. things, like really, like what is the difference i mean i know one like one client is a bride and the other kind of client is not but really like what yeah. is the difference between the two between the level of service the kind of service yeah. uh, the expectations like and then after you answer all that like why you chose to go the route that you went okay um so the difference in my perspective with bridal and non-bridal is that with bridal there's a lot more pressure um there's i think that you have to have a good 10 to 15 years of experience to go into bridal just because you don't want to make a mistake on somebody's special day whether that's like you know pictures not turning out and like right i think it just requires a level of confidence of you know like you've done makeup for years so you know it inside and out to be honest like i'm not there yet um i've been doing makeup professionally for about a year and then just on friends and family for longer than that. But I don't think that bridal is something I want to do. And there's definitely more work required. Um, and for me, I have a day job, which is like my career. I love what I do as well. So I, it's just not, um, it's not a workload that I'm looking to 
take on right now. In the future, maybe, but not right now. I just think that vital makeup is so special and you just have to be extremely talented, extremely, you know, experienced to get into bridal. And that's just, that comes with, you know, as your company matures and all of that, which I just, I don't think I'm there yet. Sure. And also I like doing bridesmaids and, you know, mother of the bride. That's what I like to do because that's a little bit more simple makeup, more, you know, more subtle makeup, which is kind of what my, and I get to play around with colors and things like that, which I love to do and which is what I want to focus on for the time being. Sure. Okay. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Have you, mm-hmm. um, have you heard of any like horror stories or disasters where like a bride maybe didn't get the level of makeup service that they wanted or, yeah. you know, yeah. Can you share? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> So I know that um, a family member of mine got married a couple of years ago and she had hired a makeup artist who, you know, who what like had started. She, I think she was like six, seven years of experience and stuff, but she didn't really listen to what my family member wanted. And my family member look, ended up looking, you know, she did not want to look that way on her wedding day. And it was just, it was horrifying to be honest. Like it was so bad and we tried everything that we could to fix it and it was just horrible. And I just, I, I think that has scarred me and I don't ever want to make a bride feel like that. That's why I just, that's not something I'm looking to get into right now. Sure. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of uh, going back to, um, I guess, once again, like the whole uh, bridal situation did did that did that bride get any like was there any recourse did the makeup artist say sorry or did the makeup artist no. just, just disappear and yeah so <laughs> exactly so it was really really bad like she looked like a ghost and it was honestly it was just it was not good um she went with this person because you know somebody had referred her it was you know how like you know they were like oh she's like a family friend this and that so I feel like my like my cousin didn't actually have an option. She just said, "Yeah, sure." Like you know, out of respect for whoever was referring um, the artist, and it was honestly it was such a nightmare. Like her pictures turned out so bad. The makeup was like she looked like a ghost. Like it was just not. It was just yeah. horrifying. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, I assume the person that got married, they're either a relative or a family friend. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that it seemed like they said, like they said yes to using that makeup artist because of some sort of like referral. You know, exactly. Yeah. I I I I would have never even thought of that. Um, yeah. You know, and, and another thing. Uh, go, so going back to bridal makeup. So I've been to you know a handful of weddings, and I and I've mm-hmm. and I've known women who have gotten married and. One thing that it ha- always blows my mind is the idea that somehow these, at least for um, like sick weddings, they have to still get up like at three in the morning to get made up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like to me, that'd be, I, you couldn't pay me enough to do that as a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three in the morning as, uh, on yeah. a Saturday, it, it doesn't fly for me. Yeah. But um, is, that, is that expectations there for bridesmaids or is like, are you kind of able yeah. to... It is? 
It is. Of course it is. Oh, like, my God. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you have a group of five bridesmaids, and, you know, they all have to be ready by, like, let's say, 9 o'clock, every client takes about an hour and a half. You have to start at 3 or 4 in the morning and just, you know, go one by one with all the bridesmaids. Um, usually the entire, like, in my experience, usually the entire bridal party is up and, you know, like, getting ready and all of that at the same time as the bride. So, like, I'm, I'm really cute because so the story I hear from, like, at least the bride side is you sleep, like, one or two hours and then you wake up yeah. to go get your, your made up. I'd almost just say, you know what, just cancel this wedding. I don't, this is way too stressful and it's way <laughs> too expensive and I, I, I'm not going to sleep. Just forget about it. Yeah. But, you know, obviously people do it anyways, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious to know, like, for you, when you, like, do you, when you do uh, events like that, Mm-hmm. are you like do you sleep early the night before like what's your morning like when you gotta go um like literally you wake up do you go to like tim hortons to get coffee or mm-hmm. what is your what is your routine like the 12 <laughs> hours prior like i'm curious to know so definitely sleep earlier um grab a coffee in the morning but to be honest for me i like waking up that early because I, there's so much excitement and i'm a huge believer in like you know vibes and everything around you there's so much excitement when you go to somebody's house, it's their wedding day and all of that, that I feel like I feed off that energy. And that is kind of what energizes me. And even the night before, like I'm excited myself to go to this person's house and, you know, do all their makeup and things like that. It's just, it's a lot of fun to be able to be a part of somebody. So for me, I'm not thinking like, oh man, I have to wake up at 3am. Regardless, like I try to sleep early, but I mean, like that doesn't happen often. Sure. So like even sleeping around 10 p.m., I think you just wake up because you're excited to do what you do. And that's kind of what motivates me to wake up and be able to work that early. So like when you do you typically if you let's say you go so show up for like a three or four in the morning appointment, are you, when are you typically mm-hmm. done by for that day? Three or four, I would say it depends on the on. um how many people are in the bridal party, but usually I would say around 7 to 9 a.m. Okay. So it could be anywhere between 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. So what do you do after that? Do you just like go home and take a nap or like yeah. <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Basically just go home, take a nap if you can, but usually the days are so nice. Like you're actually taking a nap. You end up actually honestly being very, very productive, running errands. And then you, when you're, you know, around three years, you'll take a nap. That's usually what happens. <laughs> do, do you ever um, find yourself in a situation where you have to do that like multiple days in a row? I, I Yes. And I'm not sure if you would, but like you do that on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday type of deal or no. So the multiple days in a row, it's different timing. So like if the bride has an event on, you know, it's not the wedding day. Usually the events are in the afternoon, in the evening. So, um, Multiple days of doing makeup, yes, but multiple days of waking up that early, no. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Has, has there ever been a reason as to, this is not related to waking up super early, but have you ever found yourself um, saying no to doing a particular project for a client and, or anything like that? Or do you typically, you're open to kind of trying new clients regardless? Um, so I'm usually open to trying new clients regardless, but... Like I said, like I'm a huge believer on like vibes and things like that. If I don't 
get a good energy from somebody, then I do say no. Um, I like to, when I, you know, when I accept a project or when I do something, I like to be in it wholeheartedly. I don't go into something like with 50%. Like if I'm in it, I'm in it kind of thing. So if I'm, you know, if there's a reason that I'm kind of being thrown off, then I do say no. Okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, um, so I know you mentioned once again, like you do non-bridal makeup. So yeah. how does it work? Like, do, do do the wedding parties typically like find their own bridal makeup artist and then their own non-bridal makeup artist? Or is it kind of like this thing where, let's just say as an example, there's a bridal makeup artist A mm -hmm. and they're like, they suggest to use Radiant X artistry for the non-bridal because that's just who mm -hmm. they always work with? Or how does that work typically? So I think it works both ways. I think that some bridal makeup artists have, um, you know, people like companies that they recommend for non-bridal. And I think like in my experience, a lot of it has been through Instagram and things like that, where people see a post, they reach out via email, via like, you know, messaging. And um, they ask about like, you know, the sister of the bride, the mother, and then the bridesmaids, because typically the, the bridal makeup artist is different. It's usually somebody that is, that is, you know, just there for the bride. Versus if like the whole party is getting ready as well. Usually a, a member of the, like, whether it's a maid of honor, sister, somebody reaches out to me or someone and they ask, like, you know, we have this many people in our wedding party. Can you get us ready? And things like that. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, have, um, have you had any sort of, what's the most interesting uh um, situation you've been in where, where you've kind of had to be a, a makeup artist for a client has there have you, you know are, is every situation kind of more or less the same or have you had any interesting stories worth sharing um an interesting story worth sharing I would say is when you go weddings like Indian weddings especially they're chaotic like it's a week of chaos and fun and things like that so, of course, with fun, like, there's usually drama <laughs> or sure. something like that. So, it's funny to listen, you know, during the wedding or when you're getting someone's, someone ready, listen to the wedding party just vent about things that are going on in the house and things like that. So, I always find that a little bit funny, but um, it's good because they get to vent and they just get to, you know, it's like being somebody's therapist. <laughs> yeah, you. I guess it's kind of like you get to be there and listen because they know, like, there's really no reason for you to kind of like repeat exactly. whatever they're saying because you're exactly. a complete outsider typically, I assume. So yeah. that is kind of cool, actually. Exactly. <laughs> you, so you get to um, hear a lot of interesting stories of things that go on and you're just kind of like, what? Like wait, that actually happened? What's the most interesting thing you've been around to hear? Um, it, it could be racy or not racy. It's totally up to you. <laughs> so I'll go with that's not as racy. Just because I don't want to say it on, on air. Um, sure, sure. So I fun. just, I had a client who, um, you know, she was a bridesmaid for a wedding, and the, and um, one of the other bridesmaids was the bride's cousin, and the cousin just got so extremely wasted, um, right after the wedding, <laughs> that they had to take her home, they had to give her water. It was just. She was telling me how bad it was, and she was like, you know, the whole family was like, what is this person doing? And I was like, oh, God. Jeez. So that was fun, yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Um, 
do you have any um like you know from working with your clients um are there any like things to you that are like common sense that these clients should or shouldn't do when they are getting uh ready to get made up like for ex- i don't know I- I'm-, I'm throwing this out there like mm-hmm. you should probably take a shower wash your face yes. before you get your face made right is there anything yeah. like that that, y- that you can kind of share with you know the listeners um that might be interested in that kind of stuff yeah so definitely take a shower um face brush do all of that stuff and then also put on whatever you're wearing and then just put a robe or something on top just because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to get that dirty. Um, for hair, I, this is something that not a lot of people know. Dirty, like when your hair is not washed, it's actually easier to work with. So like third day hair, don't wash it because when you wash your hair, it's actually harder to style and it's harder to work with. So it's better if your hair is, you know, um, not washed. The day of. Oh, interesting. That's always actually... wash it like a day or two days before you're getting it done. Okay. Is it because it's just more moldable or something? And Yeah. So just because, you know, like if you don't wash your hair, it gets a little bit oily. Um, yeah. When your hair is oily, it's easier to work with. It's easier to style. Curls hold on longer um, and things like that. Whereas when you have fresh hair, your hair is very, very soft. It's very dry. So it's hard to kind of, you know, curl it because it like there's no natural oils in it that is holding on to whatever you're trying to do to it got it so it's a little bit more difficult for sure you know that's that's funny you mentioned that i so i shouldn't say obviously i don't go to a hair salon to cut i go to some like i don't know if they have great clips in surrey yeah they do. they do okay so i just go to great clips right um it's like a yeah. 20 dollar haircut and usually i go um so i usually go on a saturday yeah. And um, this is going to sound disgusting. I don't take, I'll wake up on a Saturday. Um, I'll yeah. still have gel in my hair from the day before because I didn't take a shower before bed for whatever reason. Yeah. I'll go to the gym, I'll sweat, whatever. And then I'll show mm-hmm. up to the haircutting place um, uh, mm-hmm. ready to get my haircut. And I, and I do that because I know that after I get a haircut, I'll have to uh, take a shower anyway. So I take a shower twice. Yeah. And I used to feel kind of embarrassed about that. And I feel I've kind of feel felt less and less embarrassed. But now I feel even less embarrassed because I feel like maybe that does make it easier for them to cut my hair. <laughs> you know? I don't know about cutting hair because that's totally different than styling. Hair. Oh, OK. <laughs> so I'm not too well, sure. Yeah. Like my stylist always washes my hair before she cuts it. So I can't really speak on that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so wait, do stylists not cut hair at all, period, when they do the styling or no? No, so I don't. Um, like the only time I'll cut hair is like you know if I'm trying to leave some curls up front and the the person is okay with it, then I'll like maybe trim it a little bit. But I do not cut hair. No. Okay, got it, got it. Yes. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up on this podcast? Um. No, just thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time on the Saturday and just be positive about what's going on. You know, try to expand, try to try try to start something new that you haven't done before. Take this time to journal, to read, and just look on the upside of things. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think I think if people walk away with anything, um, mm-hmm. whether it's related to makeup or not, you know, mm-hmm. figure out things you've been wanting to do that you haven't had time to do and just do it now because this is like the best time to do it 
Exactly. And it's a forced vacation. <laughs> it's exactly. It's a forced vacation. And in if you're looking to either learn how to do makeup or um, just interested in learning something new, like um, sounds like listeners could reach out to you. Me, yes. Radiant yes, so Artistry and get yes, some sort so of one-on-one class set up from the comfort of wherever the hell your computer yes. is from bed, the couch, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So just reach out to me. My um, Instagram artistry and I'm offering one-on-one makeup or hair classes. Um, so, you know, we can just Skype, we can FaceTime and, you know, just whatever you want to learn, I'm here to teach you. Awesome. And yeah, just in case folks don't catch the handle, the Instagram handle on this uh, episode, I'll also include it in the uh, description of this podcast episode. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, um, thank you for your time and um, hope you have a good, very indoors type of night and uh, stay safe. (laughs) You too. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.